Hello, and welcome to this week's podcast presented by Freedom Life Church. We hope you find today's message uplifting and encouraging as we dive into God's Word together. If you need any information about our church or this message, please go to wearefreedomlife.com. Now let's get right into it. My message this morning has to do with an attitude of gratitude. And if you have your Bibles, um, hold on to them and, and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And as you turn there, we hit that week of Thanksgiving. And how many are already thinking about some Thanksgiving food? Anybody? Some of y'all like your cranberry sauce. Just give me meat and stuffing. And, um, man, what's that stuff that Sherry make? Man, I'll tell you what. Sweet potato casserole. There's more sugar. You could take out three or four giant animals with the amount of sugar and brown sugar. But it is so good. It is so They'll collapse if they eat that. But us, we just take it in like it's a sweet candy treat. I thank Jesus more. Like, I'm like, there's so much sugar in this. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> pray for me. I just, you know, pray afterward. But I pray forgiveness afterward because I'm literally passed out in the living room afterwards. They're like, where's Tony passed out again? <clears throat> I got to wear my stretchy pants. Why are y'all laughing like you don't wear stretchy pants on Thanksgiving? Some of y'all have a special pair of pants that you only wear on Thanksgiving. Maternity pants. I heard those are really good. Even if you don't have a baby, wear those. You get a lot of extra space. Some turkey. It's a lot of fun, man. You should get one of maternity pants. Alicia, put that on my Christmas list. <laughs> Maternity pants. This is really taking a turn. Where am I right now? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ditch somewhere on the side road. Thank you so much for that leadership help. Um, back to what I'm originally talking about. Squirrel. But in all seriousness, I'm very grateful this week uh, for, um, you know, as I take a reflection on all the th great things and that God has done for me throughout the year. And again, the big thing here is to honor God and bless others during this season. And I, one of the things I love is when people call me, they're like, Pastor Tony, we have uh, three turkeys we want to give away. I have two hams I want to give away to some families. And I love those calls because I'm like, yeah, just bring them over. We'll get them to people. And, and so if you yourself want to help out, one of the ways you can give is give toward our hope ministry. Because can I tell you something? We are literally, and I'm not even joking. I'm, I'm not, I'm, this is where I stop joking. I'm telling you the truth here. And I'm, and I'm being completely honest. We have, our phone calls have shot up about 300% for needs. The community contacting us saying, do you help with this? Do you help with that? We, we had 20. We normally feed 120 families every second Wednesday of the month. We fed 140. And at that point, we still, there were still people looking for boxes. And, but every single person looking for boxes, we got them a box. Thank God. And I want to say a special thank you to Jay. 
Um, I, I don't. I think Jay's in the. I don't know. He may be outside. He's handling some things. But Jay, thank you for delivering those, and some of you helped out with that. Let me tell you something. We are literally affecting families, and that when you have an attitude of gratitude that says, thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for me, it makes it a lot easier to bless others. Right? Because God has caused you to be a blessing to others as he has blessed you. And in worship, we worship with our generosity. Did you know that? That whenever you write a check, you can hold that check right to your heart and say, God, this is stuff that people hold on to and I don't want to hold on to. I want to give to your kingdom. Consider this check seed for your kingdom. I want to sow it into goodness. Can I tell you something? When we move from the passing out the buckets or whatever, you know, bags. We went from bags to like, actually, no, we had trays, I think maybe a couple of times, but we really have bags. When we stopped handing out bags, I was scared to death as a pastor because I'm like, people are not going to walk up to the box. They're not going to give in the box. I'm like, people forget. But God is like, are you going to trust me? I said, this is your church. I trust you. Can I tell you something? We haven't missed the beat. And in fact, our giving went up because people understood. And when we started talking about what it means to give, we, we moved from thanksgiving to thanks living. Yeah? It's about living a life of thanks. Of saying, God, I don't just live my life to to occupy a space, I, I live my life to say thanks to God. And, and one of those ways is a real practical way by, by, by funding the ministries that God has called us to be a part of. So you say, well, I, I, don't, I don't always know what to, can I tell you something? Just start with the tithe. First tenth is God's, watch how God will work. But then when you start seeing how God works, move from that. And when you have an attitude of gratitude, Pastor Corey nailed it right on the head. Man, we get to serve God. We get to give to God. We get to be a part of the ministry. And that worship is a whole different element because the world wants to hold. And we, are, we ourselves want to let go. When you hold on to the things of this world, you know what you have to let go of? The things of his world. But if you hold on to the things of, of, of and you want to hold on to the things of God, you got to let go of the things of this world. That doesn't mean give all your money. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is understand that there's a greater dynamic when you are generous, especially in seasons like this, where we naturally reflect on the thankful, uh, as a thankful heart as a thankful individual. You see, when we cheerfully honor God and bless others in gratitude, we open up and we remember God's greatest gift. And that is who? Jesus. Because God so loved the world that he what? Held on to? No. He gave his one and only son. Why? Because Jesus had to be planted. Hello? He had to be planted as a sacrifice, so to speak, so that we can reap the blessing. 
So now you say, well, he resurrected. Yes, because he was fully God and fully man. That's for another sermon. But understand that he became atonement, a sacrifice for you and for me so that we could live a life of blessing others. And there's something about blessing others. How many ever blessed somebody that you, you just felt like you were supposed to bless them? When you blessed them, you were like, I am more blessed than they are. Come on, testify with me a little bit. Little praise. That's how it works. And guess what? That's the way the kingdom of God works. So when I started realizing that when I give to God, God blesses, I started releasing more and more. And in our text today, Christians, uh, what we're talking about in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Christians in Jerusalem and Judea, they were suffering from poverty. They were suffering from poverty, and maybe they had been ostracized from society. Maybe they became believers and, and couldn't find employment and stuff, but, but they were still encouraged that God was with them. And so there was some heavy taxation. How many know that the, that, that the people of Israel underwent some serious taxation issues when Rome took over? Right? And so taxation, food shortages only made things worse. And Paul's telling them, listen, listen, hold on, hold on. Paul called on his sister churches to help them and step in and calling out the spirit of generosity. And that's what I want to call out to you guys. This is not about, hey, you need to give more in the bucket. You need to give more into the boxes. Listen, if that's how God talks to you, that's how God talks to you. But I'm talking about living a life of generosity, the 364 other days of the year. Not just the one day a year where we're thankful, but the, uh, the 364 other days that Jesus still died for you, and Jesus still died for our neighbor, and God loves them as much as he loves you. And so when we look at this, we realize that the Corinthian church ha had been given a letter. They had, uh, Paul had wrote a letter to the church in Corinth, and listen to how Paul motivated the church in Corinth. Watch this. Watch how he wraps up his discussion even. And let's show our gratitude to God by giving others. That's how he starts to, he gets there. So let's look at that. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Who's got it? Verse 6 through 15. Follow with me if you would. He says this. I'm reading out of the New International Version. If you have another version, just follow along. It pretty much says a lot of the same things. Maybe just slightly, says it slightly different. But watch this. Verse 6. Remember this. Whoever sows sparingly, that means a little bit, will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly under or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. Pastor Corey already, he had no idea what I was going to preach. I didn't, I didn't tell him. He didn't tell me what he was going to do. We kind of understood that this is our roles this morning, but it landed. How many know that God confirms his word? It lands, and that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That shows good. And, you know, the fact that I, I landed that word, and Pastor Corey already spoke it with his magnificent mustache, you know, uh, that, that thing, that, that just spoke wonders to me. Uh, I call it the miracle mustache right there. It's just happening. It's all over the place. It's all, they had handlebars on Friday. Something happened with the handlebars. They, you know, he broke off or whatever. But, But now it's the miracle mustache of Milton. Okay, let's move on. Don't encourage me. Don't. I'll keep going. 
verse 8. And God is able. Somebody say that with me. God is able. No, you need to say it like the eagles are playing or somebody. Come on. God is able. That was good. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, in all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Verse 10. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. We were talking about harvest. Let me pause there for a moment. We were talking about harvest the last couple of weeks, yes? And so what God is saying here, he's going he's gonna, to, uh, in fact, right here specifically says, he will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. In other words, what you did right is not just going to bring a a harvest of blessing. He's going to enlarge that and give you more blessings because you have focused and you have said yes to Jesus when everybody else said, hold on, God, let me wait and see what happens. There's a lot of people that say, wait and let me wait and see what happens. In other words, I'll give generously, but let me pay all my bills first and see if God has any leftovers. God says, no, trust me first. And when you trust him with full righteousness, he's, his blessing will come. And that's not my promise. That's God's promise. Right here, he says he will enlarge your, let me find it here. He will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness, verse 10. And then verse 11 says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. Are you catching that? He's like, not so watch this. When you're generous and you're, you're blessing people, this is not just how much you give in the offering. We're talking about life. Thanks living. Hello? Thanks living, right? So when you're giving generously and helping people right where they are without demanding that back, You know what God begins to say? God says this. He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. He's going to be like, oh, you did so much with what I gave you. I'm going to give you more so I can watch you give out more. I can trust you with a little, so watch me give you charge over more. And then when he gives you more, he's like, wow, you did so good with that. I'm going to give you more. And I'm going to give you more. This reminds me of a story of a guy that was talking to his friend, very close friend, his neighbor. And his neighbor had about 100 cows. And he looked at his neighbor and he said, friend, let me ask you a question. He goes, you have how many cows? The guy said, about 100 cows. He goes, friend, can I tell you, if I was in a dire need, would you give me 50 cows? And he goes, brother, I would. And he goes, Awesome. What if you had 50? Would you give me 25 of your cows? The guy said, yeah, I would do that. He goes, brother, if you had two cows, would you give me one of them? And he goes, wait a second. You know I only have two cows. Why would you ask me for that? And right there, he understood where his friendship ended. 
where the generosity ended. Not the friendship, but the generosity ended. And he noticed, oh, that affected me too much. It's, it's no longer about that. You follow what I'm saying? So now all of a sudden, that's too much. It was the same percentage the whole time. It was the same percentage. But the, now it's going to affect me. Now it takes a little more faith. You with me? For some of you tithing 10%, that's a big step of faith for you. Take that to God, I promise you. He'll work those details out. But I tell you what, I never regret tithing. The moment I got this, that God blesses those who are generous people. Come on, I thought, I know we're talking about money. Some of you are like, I don't know if I should say amen because he might tell me I need to give more money. That's not what it's about. Listen, when we look at Thanksgiving for what it is and we understand what is taking place in, in our world today, God needs us to be generous individuals. And it's not about you need to give more money to the church. That needs to, it's about you need to represent God more appropriately. Always, we all do. How many agree? Right? So watch this. Let me go on here because it's not about, again, this is not just about money. This is about living a life that is generous because he's been generous to us. Verse 12, this service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of the Lord's people, but also overflowing and many expressions of love to God. Did you hear that? Oh, I gave, I wrote a check to the church, the church, and the church. This is not to the church, just the church. This is to God. And we're grateful for that. Amen. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, others will praise God for that obedience. Can we, I don't know if we could get to that slide, but, but as a matter of fact, we don't need to, but we have dozens of places that we give to every month as a church to make ministry happen locally and around the world. Just a few of these places, I won't mention them too much because there's so many, but, but we, I mean, I'm talking about around the world, we're affecting Young people, older people, communities, countries. There's church plants in other states that we're being a part of. There's, there's church plants right here, Danville and, 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 and Middletown and, and all these other different places that we are, uh, that we are sowing seed into as a church that we're taking part. And whatever happens there, guess who, whose account that's on? Us. When God says, what did you do? We gave. And look at all the souls that come. These are just a few. We have a couple of slides of these because of your support. Because of your support, we support other country, other people going to countries. And let me tell you something. There's some, and I'm not going to mention because it's a little sensitive, but there's a, mission, there's a missionary couple that we support. That they literally are raising up evangelists and they see hundreds. Look at me. When I say hundreds, I mean hundreds upon hundreds of salvations every month. They're going door to door. They're throwing giant campaigns of, of, of gospel presentations. They're giving out Bibles. They're literally building churches. And we've partnered with this since day one. We're 12 years into this church. And every month. Since we were a part of, we've been a part of those ministries, hundreds, and by this point, 12 years later, it's been hundreds of thousands. And you heard the number right. I'm not even kidding you. 
Hundreds of thousands of people have come to Jesus because of our missions giving. Hundreds of thousands of people have been affected because of our generosity. Why? Because Christ has trusted you, and now you're trusting and giving, and that's awesome. Because of the service by which you have provided, verse 13, you yourselves, others will praise God in obedience that it accomplishes your confession of the gospel of Christ. Let me tell you what giving and generosity does. Number one, giving produces blessings. If you're taking notes, write this down. Giving produces blessings. In verses 6 through 10, Paul began with the encouragement with a proverb, simply saying this, that we have made sense to his hearers. They would have understood this. What you reap will depend on what you sow. Right? Anybody that farms understands when you plant, whatever it is you plant will come out. You don't plant watermelon seeds and lemons come out. That's not how that works. I know that much about stuff, okay? I know that. But if you sow only a little, you can only expect that much in return. You sow a lot, you get more. That's simple. But those people understood that. They were going through difficult times. And here Paul saying, don't stop. This is the time where you rev it up. This is the time where you continue to move forward. And I'm so grateful. Cook family, I just want to say this real quick. Um, my brother John and Leanne, let me tell you something. These, these individuals, and they won't, they won't toot their own horn, but they are so instrumental in helping feed people in our community so many times. And they've done things that I don't even know about. While they're connected directly to Freedom Life and is part of the Freedom Life Pantry, they've done so many things to, that I don't even know about because they were just, there's a family in need, they will deliver it right to them, and they won't even tell me. They just take care of it. And I'm like, wow. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know, I know you don't care for the attention that way, but I want to say thank you from, from this pulpit to your family. Thank you for what you do. Honestly. Giving produces blessings, and because of that, you know, I talked to John a couple of times, and John's like, you know, you know we're doing something right because then something in my house broke down. Something in my car broke down. We talked this, right? We talked about this multiple times. He's like, I know I'm doing something right. Because this break, that break, this break, that break. Here, break, there, break, everywhere, break, break. <laughs> but it's all God's anyway. Right? It's all God's money. It's all God. We're happy to give it back to him. It's his. God makes us all abound in his grace and a phrase that means God will provide for us. Hello? God will provide for us. And, and, and again, I'm not bringing this message this morning because I feel like we're in a dire strait. And that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we have to continue the mindset that we give because we've been forgiven. We give because we've been forgiven. We want to we wanna bless, not to be forgiven, but because we've been forgiven and we realize that we can help somebody else in some way. And that's the character of Christ. Number two, giving helps meet needs of other believers. Listen, one of the great things about the scripture is that we're supposed to take care of our own. Yes? I want you to know if you ever have a struggle, call us at the office here. You have a bill you can't meet. You have food that you need. You have clothes. You need something going on. Call us. We'll pray. But we'll also look at what we can do to help you. Now listen, 
We get more calls than we can handle. Can I tell you something? We've had to, we've had to turn people away recently because we're getting so many calls. We can't help everybody. But we've helped so many people. And that's not to toot our horn. That's to say you are a part of that. There are families right now that have heat because of you. There are families that have food on their plate because of you. Because of your generosity. And to that, thank you. Giving helps believers and non-believers. Look even more closely at what Paul says, verses 8 through 12. Look at verses 8 through 12. And you'll see that God gives to us so that we might do good works. And that works means being a part of helping others in serious straits. Paul goes so far as to say that there's that, that this is what a righteous man does. He scatters his wealth, he gives to others, and he knows that God blesses him so that he will bless others. How many are grateful for that? Number three, and I got four of them, and here we go. Number three, giving produces thanksgiving and honor. When you start giving, we look at verses 11 through 13, Paul, Paul understood this. He shifted in his letter from the Corinthians who were the givers to the people who would then be the receivers of his offering. Now watch this. In essence, Paul said, look at what will happen when you give. You give, needs are met, and believers who receive the gifts will overflow with thanksgiving and honor God because of your generosity. All of a sudden, people are like, wow, there is a God. And that's awesome that we can get somebody to that place. Um, there was a, a box that was delivered just, um, just last week, I believe it was, and I was told by the person delivering it, they said they were almost in tears. They were like, please tell the people. And I know Pastor Corey mentioned that just a little bit earlier. But I was like, wow. They were like, please tell your people thank you that you had thought about us. Even when your boxes were over, you could have just mailed it in. Next month, come back next month. Nope. If we could help you, we will. Thank God. Why? Because God didn't give up on me. I'm glad God didn't give up on me. Come on, somebody. I'm glad God didn't give up on me. So we take on that attitude, right? No quitting us. We're going to keep giving. We're going to keep helping as much as we can. Guess what? We can't take none of this with us. We can't take none of this with us. Right? I love it when a man, a man uh, him and his wife didn't get, get along very well at the end of his life. And he was very angry at his wife. At the end of his life, he's like, tell you what. He tore up his, his, uh, his uh, will and he said, you know what? I want to be buried with all of my money. And she was like, all right, whatever. The man died. And she said, I'm going to honor his wishes. She wrote a check, put it in his casket. You can lower him now. We're good. Come on, how many know you can't take it with you? That was morbid. I know, I did a little bit, a little bit. But you get the point, but you get the point, right? You can't take it with you. You came in your birthday suit, you leave with your birthday suit. That's about it. Giving produces thanksgiving and honor to God. It produces it. It helps us to understand that because God so loved that he gave, that we love so we give. Last thought. Here it is. I'm going to wrap it up in just a few. Giving models God's unbelievable gift to us. He modeled it for us. What does it mean to love? 
Note how Paul ended his, his, his call to the Corinthians to give. He told them, give and you will be blessed. Not give and let's see what God does. Maybe he does something, maybe he doesn't. God said you will be blessed. Why? Because even if you don't get money back in return, when you have a, a heart that's right, and you help someone, and you see that change, you see their eyes light up because they have food that they didn't have before or something they didn't have before, that joy is infectious. You will be blessed one way or the other. And I, and I refer back to just a few moments when I asked you, you ever helped somebody and felt blessed because of it? That's what I'm talking about. God is about modeling to us his unbelievable love for us so we then model his unbelievable gift to us. Give to help people in need. Give to praise him. Give to, to, to say thanks. Whatever that is, be generous in that way. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for his grace and his generosity in my life. I like how he concludes with a cry of praise almost. If you look at verse 15, thanks be to God for his incredible gift. We're, we're approaching the Christmas season. No, not the holiday season. We're, we're approaching Christmas season, starting with Christ. And I will say it, and if you're offended, put a helmet on. Because I'm telling you right now, this is a season of Christ. Christ our Lord. And I realized that if it wasn't for his birth, his death couldn't happen. And if it wasn't for his death, my life wouldn't happen. Come on, that's tweetable. Write that down. Tweet it later. If it wasn't for his life, his death couldn't happen. And if it wasn't for his death, my life couldn't happen. We have life abundantly because of Jesus. And I'm so grateful to share that with you today. So allow me just to share this one thought here. Um, craft. How many ever had craft macaroni and cheese? Yeah? Come on now. There's nothing wrong for adult male to like craft macaroni and cheese. I'm saying... There are two types of people. People that like Kraft macaroni and cheese and people that don't. And the other half don't know Jesus as well as the first half. I'm just kidding. No, that's weird. That's weird. That guy crosses. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cross the line there. There's a quote here that the, the, uh, the founder of Kraft had actually uh, said, he said, the only investment I ever made in which is paid consistently increasing dividends is the money I have given to the Lord. The only thing that we can possibly sow that has an eternal difference is the gospel gift of giving and love. And what that giving looks like could be just a presentation. But it's giving. It's generosity. And how much I thought about you to tell you what I need to tell you. And here it is. The only investment I ever made. He said that. This is from a, a standpoint of someone that had 
substantial to give away. And in fact, historically, as I read more about this individual, I found out that he gave a lot of his stuff away. He gave a lot of money away to, to nonprofits and to churches because he believed that there is a gift in generosity like this. And so let me be clear. I'm not standing up here asking you to give more just to give more. I'm asking you to consider generosity as a way of life because that's the sign of the believing church. By giving back to God out of what we has given you in the first place, what we give reflects God's generosity toward us. And so let me conclude this. Let me conclude this message with a couple of real practical things. This is a real practical message. How can I create in myself an attitude of gratitude? Number one, make a list of blessings God has given you and just straight up thank him. Hello? Get a list. If you're like, I don't know. what. Remember pen and paper? Remember that? <laughs> write that down. Write it on a pen. Uh, write, no, don't write it on a pen. That's weird. Write with the pen on the paper. Write it down and say, here are all the things God has blessed me with. And listen, stay there a little longer than the natural instinct would be. Because the longer you stay there and the longer you think, the more you fill that paper. And then you will realize God has been so good to you. That's number one. Number two, if you're not giving at all to God's work, start today. Don't start going, oh, I owe him the year 2020, 2021. Start today. Just start today. Say, God, I'm refreshing myself. I'm telling you, God, I'm giving myself over and I'm understanding. Just start giving. Being generous today and understanding that. If you haven't started, start today. Third thing, if you have grown stagnant in your giving, you just give the same amount all the time. It's just become, uh, and Pastor Corey hit it. He said it again. He said, listen, God don't need your money, but he can use it. He can use your money. But he don't need it. If you are giving begrudgingly, you don't know what to do. You know, hold, hold on to your money. Hold on to your money. Get your heart right. And then when you give it, give it with a heart of gratitude and understanding what you are doing when you sow seed. I don't smash seeds, then take the remnants and then put it in the ground. I take the whole seed. And I put it the way it's supposed to be, in the ground, and and water it, and care for it. Don't smash it up. That's what you're doing when you're giving to God begrudgingly. That's what you're doing when you're giving to God without a heart of gratitude. You're smashing the seed, then you're gathering it all together. You're like, sprinkling it. Now I'm going to wait. For what? You just broke the seed. Give it, give it whole, or don't give it at all. Give to God what is God's and give to man what is man's. Jesus said that, not me. When you sow that seed and you say, God, it's rough this month, but I'm going to be faithful. You watch how God works. I can show you story. I don't have the time. I can show you story after story. of I wrote check. My wife and I, we have the testimony of that. And I've shared this before, so I'm not going to share it again. But there was one time we were struggling, and I wrote a check. And I wrote a very substantial check. And it's not to puff me up. You hear what I'm saying? I wrote this check because I felt like I was supposed to do that. I put it in, a, I put it in an envelope. I sealed the envelope. I put a stamp on it. And I put it, and I was going to put it in the mailbox. And then that day, my wife calls me and says, I lost my job. 
They're letting people go because of cuts. She did nothing wrong. They were just cutting out, and she was the last one uh, hired. And so they were like, listen, we got to go by seniority. And, da, 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 da. And, and here we are. We're like, what? And then I'm like, I just wrote a check. And my flesh is like, go get the check, tear it up. Go get the check, tear it up. That's my flesh. You know what my spirit said? Sow it. Sow it. Sow it. Sow it. And you know what? I mailed it. I said, this is because this is I wasn't going to be at church that Sunday. I was traveling at the time. And I sowed it. And God blessed us tremendously from that. I can't even tell you how God worked out miracle after miracle. Why? Because I sowed it. I honestly, to my, to my dying day, I will tell you that the reason why God provided for us is because I sowed it. Not because I just cut it up, destroyed it. And then nah, I'm done. I'm not going to give it. No, God said do it. I did it. And I was obedient. God provided so he will do with you. Why? Because we have an attitude of gratitude. And when you have that attitude of gratitude and you sow into someone's life, listen, maybe it's money, maybe it's time. Sowing in generous time with someone, spending time and helping them through life situations. But generosity is more than just money, right? It's got to be more. That's a part of it, but it's more than that. It's a heart. It's a heart lean toward God. So let me pray with you. Can I pray with you for a heart of gratitude right now? Because I feel like as we enter Thanksgiving, I need everyone to look at me for a moment. As we enter Thanksgiving, please understand that it's not one day a year that as believers we got to celebrate Thanksgiving. We have to celebrate the giving of God his only son every day of every year. And that puts us in a heart of thanks living every single day. God, I'm grateful. Raise your hand if you're grateful. You're grateful today? Let's approach God that way. Lord, we're so grateful today for your goodness. Lord, I thank you that you didn't tell me to preach about money, but generosity. And money is part of it, but it's more. It's a heart bend. And I pray that we will bend our hearts, first of all, writing down, God, the things that we're grateful for. And Lord, there's so many, I don't, there's not enough paper on a pad for the things I should be grateful for. From day one, there's more things that I've forgotten to be grateful for than I can be grateful for. But I have breath in my lungs. I can walk, I can talk. I can feel, I can hear, I can see. There's so many things I'm grateful for. But today, here we are. As a body, I pray in Jesus' name for everyone at the sound of my voice right now that may be struggling just a little bit in their lives. And they're saying, I don't know, I'm in my last, I've kind of hit my last resort. I don't know what to do anymore. God, I ask you today, provide for them. May they step out in faith and trust you. Lord, we will do that. Come on, quietly tell the Lord, I will trust in you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Lord, I thank you for this real, very transparent word. That God, we should have this attitude that is consistently in gratitude mode. No, we don't. Maybe we don't have the newest car. 
Maybe, maybe we don't have the, all the extra bells and whistles in our home. Maybe our, our water is not even running properly right now or whatever. But Lord, there's so many things we do have. And today we're grateful. Lord, so today, for all those that are struggling, got some things going on in their life, would you just bless them and show them that you love them and let them see your hand of mercy, grace, and provision. In Jesus' name, may we worship you in spirit and in truth all the days of our life, we pray. Amen. Would you stand with me for a moment? I want you to receive this word. Extend your hand, and I want to I pray over you and your family as we, as we close this service out. For those of you online, you can reach out to Reach out toward the screen. I want to pray for you and your families. Father, I pray blessings upon everyone at the sound of my voice today. Everyone with a hand extended in a heart this direction, I pray, would you open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that they can never contain. Lord, let, let the flow of God be so much overflowing that others are just, they have to help. They have to be able to give some of this away because you're blessing them so much. Lord, in this day that we have so much that we're angry or frustrated about, today we choose to be grateful. We choose it. We deliberately choose it. And today, bless my brother, bless my sister with an attitude of gratitude. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you and God keep you. And as you love God, love people, make sure you change the world. Please stop by our connection desk.